Welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The only podcast that is confirmed to not want a hippopotamus for Christmas because they're incredibly dangerous, they're murder horses, and that. Do you imagine like how much you'd have to spend to like feed a hippopotamus? That shit would be wild as fuck. And plus like they're incredibly large. Like where would you put one in your house? Like especially if you have like a finished basement with a bar, it would like destroy that and then it would come for you. And like hippopotamus kill like a surprising amount of people every year. So like we confirm do not give us a hippopotamus for Christmas. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Damn ass Gala PV. <laughs> Fun fact, my cat Pepper, his uh-huh. name at the shelter was Hippopotamus. <laughs> and friend of the podcast, Amanda, was like, I don't understand why you renamed him. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of see what she's talking about. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I'm also like, I have to make, I have to make him my own. Like, I just... I'm I'm know. totally joking with my my uh my allyship with Amanda on that one. Like, <laughs> how the fuck do you seriously name a cat hippopotamus? Right? I don't know. Unless it's like a big chunk, like, and that is not what Pepper is. Like, no, Pepper is so tiny. Yes. So him, him opposite of hippopotamus. Yeah. Which maybe maybe that was the joke. I don't know. Maybe. Um, like but, an ironic um, name. Yeah. Anyway, we're back. Yeah, welcome back. another week Uh, of shenanigans. Indeed, indeed. I hope y'all are all doing well. Uh, We are, I think, uh, I don't know if we really have much to say for this segment that we normally do all the time, but like, Amelia, how was your week? It was fine. Um, I started some, a new side gig. Um, So I I am delivering Target packages for shit. Okay. Um, it's, it's weird, but it's good. As someone who is very like critical of systems and finding mm-hmm. inefficiencies, I'm like, this, this system is actually pretty efficient. I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um, but yeah, it's, I go to a target center, like distribution center, pick up about 25 packages and then just drive around and deliver them. And, mm-hmm. um, all in like a pretty small space and make about $65 for doing that. So it's nice. not bad. And I can listen to audiobooks and podcasts while I do mm-hmm. it, which I have a big backlog of. So um, yeah, it's gets me outside, gets me moving a little bit and gets me a little bit of money. And yeah, I was talking to my parents and I was like, I don't hate it. And my dad was like, are you saying you want to do this full time? And I was like, you can't do this full time, first yeah, of all. And second how, of yeah. all, no. I mean, you mm-hmm. could if I like got a job with FedEx or something, but like this particular thing is not meant to be done full time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice thing to do to just like get out of the house and feel like I'm doing something. So right. other than that, the Christmas season is the holiday season is upon us. Yes. So a uh, friend of the podcast, Amber, uh, and I watch, we have a list of about, oh, I got, I don't know, nine movies that we watch mm-hmm. every Christmas season. Um, so we started that yesterday with our Home Alone marathon. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all that's, that's been going on for me. Had a couple of job interviews, so that's cool. 
But yeah, how about you, Sherrick? How was your week? Not really too much happened. I played some Pokemon. We acquired our Christmas tree, which once again this year is live. So uh, Steph wins this round again. Uh, and uh, I'm going to be putting it up, I'm sure, sometime after this podcast goes, uh, podcast is done recording. So that's probably a thing. And uh, I, I'm going to be, uh, if I haven't mentioned it already, I'll be in a show in a couple of weeks. So rehearsal will start for that soon. And I'm very excited. If if you are like one of those people who are, are super interested in potentially seeing the show and you're listening to this, uh, feel free to, to, you know, shoot me a public or private message on on, on my Twitter or Instagram. You, uh, I will let you know more info about it, but I just don't want to put it out there and all that kind of stuff. So there is that that's really all that's like going on that I can publicly talk about so Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah Um, and we only have one more episode after this for the year yes we're gonna do kind of a a year in review next week uh, and then take in a couple weeks off so for the holidays but yeah so so come back next week for for some of that but before we get to that we have a whole podcast still yes <laughs> that yes. i hope you'll listen to <laughs> and we hope that you enjoy yes <laughs> so yeah today we're gonna be talking about online dating Ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which for context and clarity and not to put anybody out there shaming anything like that like i know very minimal amounts about online dating uh, we, we specifically said e-dating here, but I, I'm sure we're going to get into some, you know, non-e-dating elements in this episode. And Amelia has, compared to me, is an expert. Um, so, <laughs> because I, my, my primary partner situation has been kind of sort of unlocked since 2006. Like I kind of went from one situation directly into another situation. And that was my dating experience so to speak so I haven't really like you know had to think or look about it other than like curiosity since 2006 and and Amelia has been you know exploring that avenue for a while so so yeah that that's that's the context that we'll give so I'm going to be kind of giving thoughts here and there but I'm kind of giving the 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 reins over to Amelia for this episode Mm -hmm. yeah so our tale begins in 2001 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not the not, not the chain rest on the fist though <laughs> love that no, i think i need to post that video of me like <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great pose for you by the way you have such a great face for that pose like i meant like just like the structure etc cetera, etc cetera, just <laughs> okay. it's so it's so mwah. just place just post more pictures of you doing that pose and okay it'll do well i think okay yeah so yeah, I, I feel like my first foray into what you would maybe call adjacent to online dating started mm-hmm. very early. And it, I'm trying to remember a lot of the details, but I don't remember a lot of the details. But so yeah, I, I want to say freshman year of high school, I mm-hmm. had a crush on this guy in my friend group and didn't know how to deal with it (laughs) and to be honest still don't really know how to deal with that situation (laughs) um and had somehow 
I don't know how I discovered this website. I don't remember what the website was called, but it was something about like, essentially you'd create an account and like put in who your like crush was. And if Mm -hmm. they put you in as their crush, it would like match you up. So very early precursor to the way that you like match on dating apps now and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, and you know, I don't know if when you put, your crush in if it like sent an email to them that was like you have a secret admirer so that they know to like log into the website because otherwise like how else would you get matched but like like I said I don't remember the details anyway and the story with that guy is a whole other story that is just not even really worth talking about so so that was sort of a first little foray into that now it wasn't until I would say college that I actually started what you would call online dating okay and at this point I hadn't dated at all um other than being asked to prom (laughs) which that didn't turn into anything it was not a romantic situation at all yeah so in college I went to an all-women's college, so not a lot of dating opportunities as I am heterosexual. Mm -hmm. Um, So so I started, I want to say, I think I was using OkCupid. Like, it was around that long ago, and I I think that's what I was using, but I don't remember for sure. And yeah, I, the summer between freshman and sophomore year of college was chatting with some people and eventually met somebody we went on one date and it was so awkward and weird that I never talked to him again (laughs) and it was like in hindsight it was awkward and weird because I'd never been on a date before like that's Mm -hmm. just par for the course kind of it's like it's just awkward and I'm a socially anxious person so yeah anyway so since then I have I have been on multiple sites uh match okcupid hinge bumble there's one called coffee meets bagel why yeah I've heard of that that I don't know why but yeah and my pattern seems to be go on an app talk to people for a while maybe meet somebody, go out with them a few times, repeat, get frustrated, just like deactivate my account and stop for several months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's been my general pattern. At this point, I have lost track of how many dates I've been on. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to count at one point several years ago. And at this point now, like they're first dates that I went on and never saw the person again and so like my brain has not retained that information but if I could count the ones that I remember and then add additional we're talking about probably I don't know 40 first dates which uh is is just 10 short of that that one movie with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore (laughs) yeah maybe I mean Maybe it's been that high. I have no, I honestly have no idea. Like I said, a few years ago, I tried to count and it was at least 30. And then I was like, but I definitely know I'm forgetting some. 
Okay, so um, I, ha- I have to, I have to, in- sorry to interrupt, but I have to ask oh. this question. Yeah. Did you have, like, in high school, like, a, a, like, a sur- it was like a survey kind of match thing that you did that you filled out and it would tell you, like, your most compatible, like, friends and also, like, your most compatible, like, romantic people? Does this sound familiar to you at all? No. Okay, so we had this at my high school, and we did. I, I we like basically had it every every year. You would essentially fill out this thing, and it would tell you like who you were most compatible with as like a romantic interest, and like who your best friends would be. And the only reason that I remember this is because we went to a wedding, and my buddy Joe, shout out to Joe, brought two copies of his and we're like this is my one from this year of high school and this is my one from this year of high school and look at who my best friend match was and it was fucking me and I was like (laughs) what (laughs) because I don't really like I don't know we're not going to get into this but like I was just like I don't really see myself as best friend material for anybody but like so I just thought it was like really funny because it would it like listed like who it was it was such a divisive like but like still interesting from a high school perspective thing. Cause it was like, literally like, Oh, based on your answers, you should probably date this person in your school. And so it was like, you know, you, you had to be like, eh, uh, uh, or like potentially create awkward situations where like, Oh, like you're my top match, but I'm not yours or what have you. Like, it, it was just like this weird thing. Cause they're like, Oh, like you are Angela's top match. And she's like, yeah, I don't like you like that. you know like that kind of super weird it was so funny though and again my high school was 200 people 55 in my class so I feel like it's almost like too like too small for that kind of thing (laughs) because I can just imagine the results we would have gotten and it would have been like yeah those two people dated and those two people and like because it's just like so almost incestuous when it's that small right. <laughs> which like uh, uh, so to, to real quick interject like I don't I didn't really like date much in high school mm-hmm. for what it's worth like I had a girlfriend and I use air quotes because like we were but like not at the same time F- freshman year and then we kind of like broke up and then I was pretty much just like single but interested in people until my senior year of high school and then I like met a girl on MySpace yeah uh and and so like it was this situation uh like like just having having met someone on myspace was such a like scandalous taboo thing you know that like people were like oh he he met his girlfriend on the internet and it was like what like yeah i did like i connected with somebody like i don't understand why that's such a hard like thing to comprehend and understand Mm -hmm. i guess Mm-hmm. I don't know because that was like you know 2005 2006 mm-hmm. so like a lot of people were like aren't you glad that she turned out to be like not a man or whatever and I was just like well I mean like we met in a neutral sp- like I was I was surprisingly forward thinking about this kind of stuff like both from my perspective and from hers so I was like we met in a neutral space like at my school during a play like uh-huh. I was like hey do you want to come to a play and you can bring a friend or whatever you know because I was like we obviously don't want to show up to this like school by yourself you know yeah and I was like so like if if anything was weird or fucky you would be in a public space around other people mm-hmm. and you can come see my show and we can meet afterwards because like we had been talking of course back and forth on MySpace, but like hadn't mm-hmm. like met each other face to face 
and like that's where we met and like we just like hung out for the rest of the year and like decided to like start dating on new year's so like that that was kind of like where things started for me as far as that's concerned but like the the sites that i remember being around were like plenty of fish and okay cupid was kind of getting started then myspace was like not really a dating site but like you could also just like meet people on it so it could be conceived as a dating site and facebook was too i think new and in its like college mm-hmm. stage so to speak mm-hmm. because like for those of you who don't know when Facebook first started you had to get an invite by have and and have a college email address in order mm-hmm. to get a Facebook account yeah you couldn't just show up and be like I don't know my name is Sam Smith and I don't go to college I don't go to school I don't do anything this is my Facebook profile which is not a, a, a knock on a, a Sam Smith that fits that exact description I'm just <laughs> saying like but no, now, right now you yeah. don't have to be anything other than potentially an AI to get a Facebook account. Yeah. Yeah. You could be a bot and get a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's how simple it is. But like back then, like you had to have been invited and you had to have a college email address, mm-hmm. like the one that ended in like .edu. And it had, I believe it had to also have been in Facebook system. So yeah. like you weren't really necessarily like meeting people off there. It was just like, chances no. are slim, at least when it started, that you knew no one on there except for the person that invited you, you know? Right. So yeah. like. Well, yeah. Cause the name Facebook comes from like a college Facebook, which is Mm -hmm. like a physical book that had pictures of everybody in the freshman class or all the classes. I don't know because my college didn't have that, but that was a thing in in the old days. And that's where that's where the idea came from. And so yeah, you're Mm -hmm. it was meant to be like a connecting with people at your college. Yeah. So so I suppose you could have used it to meet people and date, but I don't know that that was Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that people were doing that a ton. Whereas MySpace no. was known for that. Like, not mm-hmm. only for that, but, like, I feel like most people knew somebody who was dating somebody off of MySpace. It was, right. like, or met somebody off of MySpace or whatever. Right, right, right. And then um, um, the the other one that I heard of at the time, because there were, like, internet ads for it, was, like, Ashley Madison, which oh, was, like... That was a thing at that time? Wow. Yeah. Because I remember, like, their whole thing was, like, find someone to to cheat with or some shit like that and it was just like damn I didn't realize that we were just like you know promoting adultery culture here like that's that's a hindsight situation but like and it's always interesting because for me I I, I've I've been like poly since since high school I feel like uh, Mm -hmm. identify as poly and uh not gonna name any names but there was definitely a small subset of my like high school friends that thought that that was weird as fuck mm-hmm. um like one of my friends would like he would like quote unquote get out in front of me whenever I was like introducing myself like uh-huh. in this so for for reference I was in a poly relationship and for those of you who don't know polyamorous means multiple loves uh, I was in a, a relationship with two separate people at the same time and they knew about each other mm-hmm. and so like basically I would go on a date with one and the other would be fully aware of everything that was going on. That is not, that is not what cheating is. We can have a conversation about that if you fucking want to, but uh, I'm going to be pretty staunch about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, said friend would, I would be like, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Sherry. And he'd be like, yeah, he's got two girlfriends and they know about each other. 
wow like and i'd be like thanks for outing me my dude that's a little weird Jesus like can no. i can i just like let them know that like i like pineapple on pizza first like can we get other shit like in 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 these in the stratosphere before you just start like outing my like relationship preferences and shit but right. anyway like that was like generally my experience before you know my high school into college because I stayed with the same person essentially throughout college and then we broke up not long after I graduated and then I started dating Steph and here I am you know so that that's kind of my thing but so I was aware of things like Plenty of Fish and Ashley Madison I had Mm -hmm. an Cupid account but like didn't really like have it for anything other than like curiosity you know Mm -hmm. like I never really used it for anything Mm -hmm. I don't even like I don't even remember what the password or any of that kind of shit would be I should probably go see if I can shut it down (laughs) because <laughs> it's like they, anyone that's on okcupid i don't think i'm interested in they do shut it down after a certain point okay they deactivate yeah. it after a certain point um, i'm gonna see if it's up still because i i and by a certain point i mean it's like pretty quick now i could mm-hmm. be off of it for a few months and it'll be like your account has been deactivated so not deleted if you sign in it will reactivate it but you don't appear like in searches or mm-hmm. stuff like that so yeah, um, it says my email or password is incorrect so i'm gonna go ahead and say that, that baby is gone yeah so so yeah and yeah i would say that i i think one of the things that comes along with online dating or i mean just kind of talking to people you don't know on the internet in general <laughs> but especially with dating is this idea of like catfishing um yes. there's a whole show about catfishing yep but you know, I think like in in some ways I was like, oh, I have a ton of things to talk about on this topic. And then another part of me was like, okay, but I also don't have that much to talk about because like, I've never been catfished. Mm-hmm. I've never met anybody like creepy as far as I know. I mean, again, I've been on a lot of first dates and not a lot of second dates. And that hasn't been because I find the person creepy or gross or they did anything to me or anything like that it's more just like a a chemistry thing or just a like I don't know I have a lot of deal breakers (laughs) I'm very particular and and that's and that's totally fine like I feel like there's this idea that like like oh like you you're too picky or you're not picky enough and it's just like fuck off like that's those are my preferences like what I want is what I want like there's a lot of concern trolling I feel like when it comes to other people's dating preferences and dating uh, things where it's just like oh honey uh, like it's the same kind of thing that oh honey like why are you doing sex work like you're so like you're too good for that and it's like you can do sex work because you want to do fucking sex work like it doesn't fucking matter like if that's what you want to do like whether you're in a relationship or out of relationship like I I suggest as someone who cannot legally give you dating advice like uh, you talk to your partner about it but like right this idea that like you ha- you being quote unquote too picky is bad or like mm-hmm. like I mean you're you're potentially talking about somebody that you're going to spend a lot of time with mm-hmm. you're essentially going to potentially start merging your life with mm-hmm. why the fuck can't you be picky like right. yeah. why would you want why would you want to quote unquote settle right yeah and I, I think too I mean there are like some there's some like psychological trauma things that we could get into about why I'm super picky and and maybe too picky at at times but at the same time like there are a lot of things that I feel fine about being picky I think 
what I what I mean by like too picky is that like I think there have been times when I've especially when I was really new to it um like mm-hmm. I said the first person that I met I just it felt so super awkward that I was like I don't want ever want to do that again <laughs> that like there was a lot at the beginning where it was like it was really hard for me to first of all meet somebody and then second of all like to continue to see them mm-hmm. because it just my social anxiety made that difficult and so some of that isn't so much picky about like personality or like whatever it's it's more about me not giving some people enough of a chance because Mm -hmm. like of my own mental situation and social anxieties and stuff like that and so that that's different than being super picky but yeah I would say now that I've gone out with so many people, so many first dates that it's gotten mm-hmm. a lot easier and I've been able to push through some of that awkwardness yeah. and anxieties and whatever, but it is still somewhat a struggle for me to meet strangers, quote unquote. But yeah, from a very early, from the very beginning, I've always been like, we will meet in a public place. Yep. You know, I, I for the most part, have only gone on dates in public places that it it has to last for a little or for, for a few dates before I'm willing to like have them over to my house or yeah. vice versa so you know and and the guys that get that um I've never really had any like pushback to that or whatever but I definitely had some men say things like oh, of course, like, of course you want to meet in a public place. Or like they acknowledge, they acknowledge that like being a woman dating online is hard. Potentially dangerous as well. (laughs) Or potentially dangerous. Like it's nice. It's nice sometimes when they acknowledge that. There's obviously a not a, there are obviously ways to do that in which it comes off creepy, (laughs) but there are other ways that like, it's nice that it's acknowledged. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, for the most part, like, the shit that I've had to deal with as far as online dating goes is just like, I think, I think the stereotype that there's a lot more men on dating apps than women is true. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's kind of, I feel like it's more, I feel like it's easier for you to find a guy than it is for a guy to find a girl, a woman, and that a lot of guys play the numbers game. And by that, I mean, they message 10 women in 10 Essentially the same situation. And they like say the exact same thing. Like, hey, what's Mm -hmm. up? (laughs) That, yeah, that's my fucking favorite. My fucking favorite are the people that send you a message that's just like, hey, sup? why have you have you heard of the account she rates dogs no oh you should definitely check it out it's uh i'm gonna i i will give them the promotion for sure because they are a fantastic account they are run by a femme presenting person and they get a lot of unfortunate bullshit but uh it's 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 on twitter at she rates dogs uh, i believe the person that runs it her name is michaela or michaela i apologize if i uh, mispronounce it but basically it's dms from just dudes that are just dogs they're just fucking gross they're the worst yeah, like that is the, yeah here I'll, I'll read one and she, 
uh, she just put it up and it just says unhinged and it's a picture and it says what's up from the person that that took the screenshot and the response for it says you matched with uh justin on this date and then he justin says not much just thinking about my friend's sister i used to bang she's a 10 out of 10 and you remind me of her but i mean like again from a guy's perspective i'm like I feel like he's trying to give you a compliment of like, you remind me of this person that I thought was really hot or that it was really great or whatever, but don't, don't bring up exes or like other girls. That's just weird. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. It's, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, here's another one, not safe for work. So if you're listening to this without headphones on, I don't know why you're doing it. So here's your warning to put headphones on <laughs> in five, four, three, two, one. You better pause it if you haven't done it yet. Person replied to your story. Wow. Your Spotify wrapped is lit. Are you into anal? <laughs> like who thinks to say that to somebody is an opening line? Well, and like, okay, I don't want that. I mean, that's a stupid thing to send on a dating app, but like, that's like replying to somebody's like Instagram story or something about their, like, it has nothing to do with dating or sex, like at all. So it's like even more weird and out of the blue, but I've got another one for you. Okay. Go for it. I promise this is the last one, unless like I really see something great. Uh, so the so the, the and I feel like this one may actually have to like I don't know I don't want to link it necessarily, but I feel like I should link it anyway. Hey, are you free this week? And then this is the person who screenshotted. Hey, I actually don't think this week will work. I'm really busy with school, and then I have a wake and funeral, and then I work all weekend. Mm-hmm. The person that responded that the you know that they are talking to, you're just trying to back out of actually meeting me, aren't you? And then the, they're like, "LOL, no, I'm actually busy." And the guy is like, "You promise?" And she's like, "No, dude, I'm lying about my grandma dying, so I don't have to see you." Which like is obvious to me as sarcasm. Like sarcasm. To some people, may not. Yeah. And the dude goes, "I knew it." So you're not just trying to get out of meeting me? Question mark. Like, oh my god, my dude. Like, you yeah. have to read the room. And right. I and I've said this, and I say this in general is I feel like people's social intelligence has fallen so far that like, especially just like having the ability to be an anonymous person on the internet and just literally almost get away with saying just the most toxic gross shit Mm -hmm. that like some people straight up are just like, I'll just say whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, when someone is like, Hey, my grandmother is dying. I busy this weekend. Mm-hmm. If they're lying to you, they're not really someone you want to be around in the first place. Right. If they're not lying, which is the assumption you should make when someone throws that kind of thing at you, especially if you don't know them well, mm-hmm. give them the fucking grace and space to be like, cool, let's like reconvene. That's I'm very sorry for your loss or your upcoming loss. Like that's like the last yeah. person that is on somebody's like mind, I think personally, when they are in like dating or whatever is is like or or when they're when they're losing someone is dating yeah they're not gonna be like oh my grandmother is like dying but like lol want to like hook up and go see across like into the spider verse this weekend or free guy (laughs) or like yeah right and if they're lying to you to get out of meeting you then like don't that like that's not a person you wanted to be around anyway so just like fucking cut ties and, and you know like I don't know. Anyway, yeah, go on. So I, yeah, I would say that like, 
a lot of, I have found a lot of stereotypes about online dating to be very true. Now, Mm -hmm. again, I am a woman looking for a man. So I'm getting messages from men. So I don't know what gay dating, what, you know, Mm -hmm. lesbian online dating is like, like, I don't know what any of that stuff is like. And so I'm not speaking for that. And I'm sure that there are egregious things that women say to men and women say to other women and non-binary people. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, but what, what I have found to be true, to be stereotypes are true is yeah. That like, it's really obvious that some guys send you the same message that they've sent to multiple people that day, which I don't think that there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but personally, I don't feel the need to answer you unless you give me a reason to, mm-hmm. which to me means like that you've read my profile and you have something specific to say about it. Like you are talking to me because of something specific you saw on my profile, mm-hmm. even if it's just like, I like this picture of you. <laughs> like, I mean, that's not a great reason but we're all a little superficial. And so, you know, like something to indicate that you are sending me a message because of me, not just because I'm a woman on this app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, yeah, like I said, I also really hate it when people just are like, Hey, so, and I sort of get it now more than I used to just because a lot of messaging on dating apps now is very much like an instant messaging sort of situation but it also functions the way a lot of instant messaging does in the sense that like, if you're not online, you get it later in an inbox and you can answer it. So, so I tend to like, not really answer a lot of people that just say like, Hey, what's up? Cause I'm just like, make an effort, <laughs> like just make a little bit of effort. And I think, again, this is where like the women on these apps can kind of call the shots sometimes because yes because there are so many people like because they're getting so many messages from people that they can be picky and choosy about who they answer and who they don't whereas like what I have understood is that a lot of guys on dating apps are not getting a lot of messages and partly that's I think because of we still have some genderized ideas of courtship Mm -hmm. um and Uh, that kind of thing so a lot of women are waiting for men to initiate yeah and I yeah I would say so I like a lot of that kind of stuff I've gotten a lot of messages that are like a like clearly just looking for a hookup um Mm -hmm. but usually it's like I'm not interested in that and they're like okay bye and it's almost like it's almost like we appreciate being up front with each other like it's just you know it's I've also had situations where it's been like, I've talked to somebody for a couple of days and then they're like, Hey, do you want to come over? And I'm like, is this, was this your end game the whole time? Because like, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm about. Um, right. Like if that's what you're looking for, like that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not what I'm looking for. So, and yeah, then there's the occasional, like when you say that you're not interested in someone or whatever, you get the occasional, like, well, you seem like a bitch anyway, or, you know, like that. Yeah. Kind of, and it's, it's fucking gross. Like it's that just... kind of stuff. Like I've gotten some of that. Um, yeah, I've, but there are some other things that like, 
I, I can't think of anything like super, super egregious. Like maybe a couple of times I've gotten something that I've just been like, whoa, what? I think mm-hmm. I reported somebody at one point, but I don't remember what it was that they said to me. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I've been super lucky in that sense that like, I haven't had a lot of like really bad stories, not a lot of like, I, I would say the creepiest thing that I've had is I went out with a guy like three times, I want to say, and I told him like, Hey, like you're a nice guy. I'm just not feeling it. So like, I'm not interested in continuing this. And Mm -hmm. he kind of kept texting me and being like, but why? Like kind of being whiny and like, yeah, to, to the point where it's like, you think begging me to go out with you on a fourth date is really a good look or going to be very convincing. But again, it's not like he showed up where I lived or anything right. like, like that. So it's not like super, Thank super goodness, creepy. Thank goodness, because holy fuck. More like, yeah. So, so yeah, I've been super lucky in that sense. And yeah, I don't even have like that many like really weird dating stories, but just that like, it's hard out there. <laughs> it's hard out there for some people yep and yeah like I really don't love online dating but I also don't love leaving my house so it's it's hard for me to meet new people quote-unquote organically my my (laughs) you always hear about these stories where it's like oh we met at the grocery store or oh we met in line at the post office and I'm like how the fuck does that happen like, um, I have never once just, like, chatted with somebody in a line or in a public place like that that led to then, like, oh, let's exchange numbers. Okay, so, like, this is not at all, like, a romantic situation. But, like, so recently, uh, Steph and I and her mom were at a store for a sale. Mm-hmm. It's going to be as vague as possible about this. Mm-hmm. And there was there was, like, for the most part, because there was a bunch of us in the store in pandemic times or whatever, we kind of were like just keeping to ourselves. Like we would talk to each other. Yeah. People would be talking to their, the people that they were with having Mm -hmm. conversations, but like, it wasn't that like nineties and, and before kind of situation where you would just strike up a conversation with somebody that you were having over something that you were looking at or whatever. Right. So we're looking at apparel and Steph makes this comment about sizing Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, a brand that, like, like, uh, like New Era will have a medium that feels like an actual medium. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's as far as like most people are concerned. Like, if you have a medium, like measurements, this shirt will fit you. Yeah. And like forty-seven or whatever runs small, so they'll say that they have a medium, but you want to buy a large because either their shit will shrink or it's just it says it's a medium, but it's really more like a small. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Steph made that comment to us, like to the group she was with. Mm-hmm. And a lady that was like looking at it made that same comment like a half second later. Mm-hmm. And so then Steph and this lady started having like a short conversation about like, how, like basically what they had just kind of said, like almost yeah. literally one after the other. Right. Like it wasn't like she was like stealing Steph's thunder or anything like that. They mm-hmm. had, they had the idea like almost exactly the same time. Yeah. And, and vocalized it almost exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was like a short conversation that happened there. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I was in, I was in a separate part, look, still looking at apparel. And I saw this hoodie and I was like, I like this hoodie, 
but I already have a bunch. I don't really need another one. Yeah. And the lady that we that had had that conversation mm-hmm. was behind me at this point, and I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. And she just like quipped like, "Ah, you can never have too many." Like, and I like laughed about it, and I was like, "I mean, that's a fair point, you know." Like, even though like <laughs> yeah, even though I disagree, I feel like you can have too many hoodies, and that yeah. I should probably like call some of mine mm-hmm. in in order to make room or whatever. But like it was like that, that spark of like, oh, we, it is okay to have a conversation with someone you don't know in public that I thought was very interesting. And I feel like generally, like that doesn't really exist anymore. And to kind mm-hmm. of segue, I, I think I brought this up to you before, and I don't know if, uh, if you've gotten a chance to listen slash read, read, read it, but mm-hmm. um, have you, have you heard or, or read Modern Romance with Aziz Ansari? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because that, when we started thinking about this topic, I was, mm-hmm. that's immediately where my brain went. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Aziz Ansari co-wrote a book. Essentially, he he's on the cover. If you get the audio book, he's reading it. But he, he co-wrote this book with Eric Klinenberg, I believe is his name. And he's a professor of sociology and director of the Institute of Public Knowledge at New York University. And... Aziz basically did a ton of research um, in talking, like like straight up had conversations with people, uh, got some uh, data from like match.com. Mm-hmm. He, you know, had people share stories on Reddit threads. He does some of his own personal stories in dating and, and talked to some anthropologists, sociologists, and dating experts. And it, it basically what I gleaned from it, because I haven't listened to the book in years, but I do own it on audiobook someplace, mm-hmm. is he talked about how like when you got in a relationship and married someone, it was someone in your neighborhood. Yep. That was those were your options. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't like you couldn't quote unquote be in California and date someone from Texas unless you had met and they had moved to Texas mm-hmm. or, or you, or you moved to California or what have you, mm-hmm. like there had to be an establishing pole position mm-hmm. or if you met on like a trip or something like that, right. Which is kind of rare. There had to be some sort of establishing situation, but scope that. So like, you know, like I said, you were meeting people in your general vicinity, scope mm-hmm. that out to now. I like, Anyone listening to this can get a, in a relationship with almost anyone of adult consenting age on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that that way I know that there's some gross people who like are like, yeah, but what if I don't want an adult relationship? Get off our podcast. Get the fuck out of here. Like, yep. <laughs> don't listen to us. We don't want you. Uh, but like, you know, like it, you don't have to be in a relationship with somebody that you met because you go to the same grocery store because you live in the same neighborhood. You can be in Japan having a relationship with somebody in the United States. Mm-hmm. There was a story that I read not that long ago and it was on Imgur, which is where I tend to like post my WTFs for, for Amelia to see before y'all see them, uh-huh. where uh, somebody in the United States and somebody in the UK spent like months just having Zoom dates Mm-hmm. just dates on zoom and they were like why why shouldn't we just get fucking get married like we love each other mm-hmm. and so they got married on zoom like they've yep. never seen each other in person yep. and a bunch of people were like ew i wouldn't have done that hope she actually looks like like love is love at this point like you know right. like yes there's catfishing and yes there's deception and, and people being fucking weird and scammy and gross but like mm-hmm. if you find love on the internet find love on the internet there's no fucking shame in it at this point like right 
I mean, there's a whole fucking like franchise of 90 Day Fiance. Exactly. <laughs> which is about that very thing, basically dating mm-hmm. somebody from another country. It's so crazy to me, number one, that like, because we, I, I'm not going to rehash that, like us talking about like other cultures as, as viewed through the American lens. But yeah. it's so crazy to me that, that there are people who will make comments about that, that specific example that I got, I gave, mm-hmm. and then go watch Married at First Sight and not yeah. see the fucking disconnect in what right. they're doing and saying. Right. Like, right. like, they, like, you know, if someone wants to put themselves out there that way, then mm-hmm. that's their business. Ultimately, you don't mm-hmm. need to concern troll. You don't need to be like, I'm just worried you're going to get hurt. Like, no, the fuck you're not. You don't know who I am. Like mm-hmm. you just want a, a level of superiority to say, well, I didn't need to go on the internet and I'm putting air quotes around that yeah. to find my significant other. And it's like, well, good for you. You did it a different way. Yep. That's not what life is. Life doesn't have to follow like your right. like, yeah. way of, anyway, I'm going to get on the rant. So let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I think like, I think it's become a lot more accepted. There's less stigma around meeting your significant other online than there was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still a little bit of that, that feeling that people sometimes give you of, of like, well, I didn't need the internet to date. And it's like, well, good for fucking you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, again, I you know, I, I go to work. Well, not now, but like as an adult person, I mainly leave the house to go to work or to go to like theater events with friends or something like that. I'm not going to a lot of like places where you quote unquote meet people. So it's really hard to like strike up a organic conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause again, even like that, that example that you gave of this like woman at this store you were at, who had a brief conversation with your wife and then with you, mm-hmm. um, like obviously there was no romantic intention there at all, but like, I still don't understand how that happens. Like that you're at a store and a person and you have some sort of brief conversation about something that you see for sale or Mm -hmm. just like you're in line and you just start chatting about something. Like I understand how that happens. I don't understand how that it goes from that to dating. (laughs) Like how have you talked to that person long enough to feel like, we should go out or like again like when you're watching sitcoms or something and it's like oh you're at a work function and somebody just like comes up to you and is like you're basically like you look good let's go mm-hmm. out like mm-hmm. does that actually happen do people just walk you like i feel like it happens i feel like it happens enough to the point where there's a cliche about it right it must but you know i also think that at this like now it mainly happens in like bars and stuff because like that's sort of an understanding Mm -hmm. is that if you are single and you do go to the bar like that's part of or that may be a reason why you've done that is to be quote unquote hit on or asked out or whatever and and so I think like that's more of an understanding but like at Target like I just I don't (laughs) Do people actually meet and start dating at Target? <laughs> I mean, I can't answer that question, but like, you know, in my experience as like a, a strictly amateur sociologist, like I feel like there's a there's a level of 
there's a level of of courage i guess and bravery that like was like well this is that that stems from like this is where i would have to meet someone if i want to meet someone yeah that is kind of lost because of the internet and that like you cannot like like i mean this podcast is example a like i mean obviously i had a way to meet amelia that was like in a more traditional sense like she is a friend of someone that i was romantically involved with Mm -hmm. but like we we could not do this podcast without the nature of the internet so like you know like or you wouldn't be listening to it without the nature of the internet. So like communicating with somebody who is hundreds of miles away from me at this point, like Mm -hmm. as if we are in the same room together and I'm saying these words and Amelia's hearing them almost at the exact same time I'm saying them is like a technical marvel in and of itself that Mm -hmm. like, you know, that, that shows that like, it's, it's a certain kind of bravery and courageousness because like there are people who are dumb, brave, where they'll just be like I'll say the n-word on the internet to somebody I don't know I don't care like you know like that that, uh, nope. that falls more in like a, a brave ignorance but like or an yeah. ignorant bravery or yeah. however you want to put it but like to put yourself out there and have a conversation with somebody that you're not aware with in a in a place that you're like near it takes it takes a different kind of I guess mm-hmm. mindset like there's a this is gonna be a weird this is gonna be a weird connection there was a, a TikTok that was on Imgur well, that, that I found and it may end up being a WTF in the future maybe but like it was a group of dudes that were in Target and they mm-hmm. would go and they would just pose around somebody like taking pictures <laughs> with strangers essentially so like someone would be like looking at like vitamins or whatever and then they'd look up to realize that a bunch of people are just like posing around them uh-huh. and like the amount of people that were just like fuck it I'll roll with it like yeah uh, were like I when I first started watching the video with that premise I was like oh a bunch of people are like get the fuck away from me like you know mm-hmm. but only a couple of people were like yeah hiding their face or like awkwardly trying to get out of the way like a bunch of people were just like Mm-hmm. I'll roll with it like yep. and that's like a kind of culture that I think that like we had pre-pandemic where people were just like you know because the internet is is so viral nowadays that like I could go to Target and just be involved in a TikTok or a Vine like right like unintentionally or otherwise right. and right. so like there's this like idea that like that I think that like as human beings as, as social creatures that we need to kind of get used to the idea more that I we we can acknowledge the situation that we're in you know like if somebody's at a grocery store or whatever and you accidentally like almost bump into each other and it's just like a humorous thing and you're not like being like a grumpy asshole I guess just like be like oh we almost (laughs) you know like right that kind of like you know like just like the haha we almost bumped into each other as mm-hmm. opposed to just like giving people weird looks you know like mm-hmm. I don't know I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of in a weird spot because I, I'm I'm the kind of person who I felt like in high school and college and now is used as like a scapegoat for people to be comfortable if mm. that makes sense so like I've been in situations where someone is like, uh, this is awkward, but I know I can count on Sherrick to make it less awkward. So I'm going to push him out there, you know, like, or like, you know, when we're, we were on an elevator when we were leaving the store and somebody like made a comment or something. And I was like, well, uh, like they made a comment to themselves as like a under their breath kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would be the kind of person that would potentially like try and like lighthearted riff off of that to make them feel comfortable yeah. to be like, Oh no, like what you said was funny. Like that's, Mm -hmm. 
or like what or here's like the greatest example whenever we go to weddings Steph and, and a couple of my friends have this established idea that I am the one that is going to go dance I will mm-hmm. dance at your wedding if you play good music and you don't like just like have wild like themes going on where you're playing Nine Inch Nails and then you're playing Johnny <laughs> Cash, like slow song or Frank Sinatra or whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm not going out there for me necessarily. Like I'm having fun, but like I will get on a dance floor to let other people know it is okay to dance and like have fun. And mm-hmm. I will do it to the point where like, I like, you know, if a dance circle forms around me, I would be like, let's focus on that guy. That guy's having a really good uh-huh. time. Awesome. You know, like, uh-huh. like I don't need the spotlight in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like doing that kind of social stuff is, is lost nowadays because people are so used to isolating themselves, even before the pandemic, Yeah, they would isolate themselves by going on their phone and just looking at their phone if they're on public transportation mm-hmm. or whatever, just like, because that's, mm-hmm. that's less stressful and less taxing on mm-hmm. your emotional engine mm-hmm. than uh, actually trying to have a conversation, which right. for the record, I am not shaming that at all. I a hundred percent get it. There are times where I'm in public and I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. And so I will pull out my phone and put mm-hmm. my earbuds in my ears because mm-hmm. that closes me off like mm-hmm. from conversation typically. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not knocking that at all. Mm-hmm. I just think personally as a society, we would gain a lot of our empathy back if we would kind of break down some of those walls. Oh yeah, for sure. There's this person that I follow on TikTok that likes to um, go out and stand outside of like a store or a street corner or something like Mm -hmm. that and has a sign that says something like, if you're having a really bad day, come and give me a hug. Yeah. And that sounds so creepy, (laughs) like on the surface. And usually he's blindfolded too. Mm -hmm. And, but the TikTok videos anyway, and I'm sure lots of people ignore him. You know, he does other things too, where he's like not blindfolded, where he's like walking around a a mall and is like, we're, you know, trying to make people's dreams come true. What Mm -hmm. you need today or whatever. And then goes and buys them the pretzel that they need today or the, the, you know, new shoes or whatever and a lot of times people will just like blow him off or be like think that he's kidding or you know like that kind of stuff but but they also show a lot of times where people will just like come up to him give him a hug and be like yeah I am having a hard day and he'll be like oh what's going on and they'll tell him stuff Mm -hmm. and 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 he'll be like you know like you're like things will get better and like I'm sorry to hear that and just know that somebody cares about you even though you know I don't know you or whatever Mm -hmm. and I won't because I am blindfolded and whatever um or like one time he had a sign that said something about like something about being LGBTQ or something like if I told you that I was what would you say or something I don't remember what the sign was but I like I remember this video where a woman comes up to him and just says like like I would tell you that you are loved and that people care about you and Mm -hmm. that like thank you for being who you are and then saying something about like oh my son is gay and like I you know it's awful to me that some mothers are not okay with that and stuff like that and it's just like these videos are really beautiful but like why I bring it up is this idea that like 
the fact that there are strangers out there that will just walk up to this stranger and give him a hug because he has a sign out. There are yep. plenty of people that see that and are like, who the hell is this weirdo? Uh-huh. And ignore him or whatever. But there are people that like go up to him and give give him a hug or like say, hey, or tell them their problems or whatever, because, because there is this need for human connection. Yes. Um, we have the need to be connected and, and we've lost that in some ways that yeah, mm-hmm. in some ways being able to connect over the internet means that we have more connection than ever. Yeah. But there's something about connecting over the internet that like, isn't, oh, it isn't the same as in person. Mm-hmm. They've done studies about this and all of that. And I think yeah. that it depends on how you use it. I think it depends on the person. And I think it depends on how you're doing it. Like to me, Zooming is maybe not exactly the same as being in person, but it feels more connect. It feels more connected than mm-hmm. texting yeah, um, or something like that. But, but yeah, I think that I think that there's a lot of ways to connect with people and I think we all have a need for connection but it's but it's how we use it and I think mm-hmm. that I'm not really sure what my point is <laughs> <laughs> anymore but just just that like yeah I, I think that this idea of how you meet people it was like for hundreds of years it was just like people in your friend group neighborhood family not Mm -hmm. not in your family but just like people that your family was connected to you know it was pretty limited your options were pretty limited and then as as time goes on and you start and as people have started to like move beyond their neighborhood their city and and all of that 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 was how you connected was that like you just started talking to strangers in public but now that we have other ways to communicate that is less taxing Mm -hmm. um that is less emotional energy we've lost we've lost that ability to connect with strangers in the same way yes Um, that's kind of what I was saying yeah yeah and I think that like for me one thing that I've I've noticed about online dating in particular is that the especially if you're online dating and you're just textually communicating with somebody mm-hmm. um, that at a certain point, who that person is, you've created this image in your mind of who this person is. And that yep. when you actually meet them, it isn't going to match. Yep. It's it, doppelganger syndrome. It's I guess, not necessarily bad. Like no. they might be better than the image you created in your head. Right. But I have found that 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 has been really hard for me in dating that like for a long time I would talk to people for a for a while before I'd be okay with meeting them Mm -hmm. um and that but then I'd meet them and I would they wouldn't quite match up with what I expected and then I would just feel awkward and weird about it and not know how to push through that Mm -hmm. um but then eventually I kind of realized that like I'm not really comfortable with just like, hey, how are you? Do you want to go out on a date? Like, I'm not, that's too soon. But like talking too much, there's a, there's, 
there's a thing about talking too much. Like let's have mm-hmm. a conversation or two enough to be like, okay, yeah, I think we'd have things to talk about if we met for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there is that like level of, of connection that the internet can help you have, but there's also a, a level at which just, just communicating online you miss a lot of the nuance of who somebody is. You miss who they actually are. And there's a level at which you can lie or mm-hmm. not even to the level of catfishing, but like, I think I, I think that a lot of people put on their best selves. Sometimes people put on their worst selves on the internet. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of, of, of online dating, and I think this is, you know, true of all dating that, there's often a level of artifice at the beginning because you're trying to put put forward your best self, mm-hmm. um, not let that person into your like idiosyncrasies and um, you know whatever right away. <laughs> Which again, sometimes I'm like, is that really working for you? Because then you know when you finally do have to let those things out, like wouldn't you just rather know up front? Um, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, to to real quick interject uh, is is this the funny story that that we tell that I mean this could have worked out very awfully for me so I'm not recommending this and again I cannot legally give you dating advice but like the first date that I had with Steph like the first like date date I put my fucking cards on the table in terms of just being like this mm-hmm. is the shit that I've gone through this mm-hmm. is like what made kind of made me who I am today I have mm-hmm. a lot of like baggage as, as it comes to like my mother mm-hmm. and like a, a little bit in terms of like my upbringing mm-hmm. just so you know and mm-hmm. so like we joke about it nowadays, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like if I had tried that more recently, it'd be like, whoa, fucking dude, calm down. Like, mm-hmm. or like if I, like, I feel like I found the sweet spot and the right person to mm-hmm. approach in that regard. But like, if I had done that with someone else or in a different time period or what have you, it, they, I probably wouldn't be dating. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I know? also think like, that's part of it. Right. That like, mm-hmm. that I think, like, I think that's the scary thing. And I think that's why people don't do that is because they're like trying so hard to get the other person to like them that they forget about like being who they are this person Mm -hmm. um and being who they are and so it's like I'm putting on my best self I'm not letting you into my eccentricities and my baggage and my damage and all of this stuff right away because like I want you to like me and I want this to keep going and it's Mm -hmm. like but if you put all that stuff out front and the person is like, whoa, I can't handle that. Bye. Like, that's good to know up front. <laughs> like, it just is. You know, I, I've, I feel like I've maybe said this before, but like one of the things about me with, with a potential life partner is that I don't want to have children. I don't. Mm-hmm. I've made that decision. I've remade that decision. I am old enough now that like, I, I don't. I don't necessarily believe in the whole idea of like, well, you could change your mind when you get older or whatever. You could, you definitely Mm -hmm. could. And I definitely still could, I suppose. But like, we're getting to a point where it's going to be getting harder and harder and harder for me to actually myself have children. Not that I couldn't adopt or something else, but, but you know, like, it's not like when I was 21 and people were like, well, you don't have to be thinking about that right now. It's like, no, I kind of need to know where I stand sort of at least sort of and 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 so that's something that I often bring up pretty early on 
in, mm-hmm. in a relationship, in a conversation with somebody. And, you know, I've had people go like, whoa, 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 this is our second date. Why are we talking about this? Or like, we haven't even met yet. Why are you bringing this up or whatever? And I'm like, because I don't want to get into a relationship with somebody and then find out six months in that they desperately want to have children. And then I've just like, not only wasted your time and my time, but I've also gotten emotionally invested in something that Mm -hmm. isn't going to work out. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that like, yeah, I really, I really, really hate that most dating apps that you have to pay for the premium content to be able to filter out people's preferences on children. (laughs) (laughs) And then not everybody puts that on their profile. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's like usually a setting. It's like, you know, stats about yourself, what you're looking for, whatever. That's usually one of those things of like, has children, wants children, doesn't want, you know, like all that stuff. And And it's just like, it's such an important thing, but yet it feels really serious to bring up early on. And I'm like, that's when you need to bring the serious shit up. And I think that's one of the things that like, I love about things like The Bachelor or Married at First Sight or some of these, these kind of shows is that like, they often have to bring up some of this really important shit, like really early on. Right. Because they don't have a lot of time with these people. And, and I think like, I mean, it hasn't always worked out the best, but statistically, but, but I, I think like, yeah, I wish it was more acceptable, I guess, or socially acceptable or whatever to be like, okay, we are on a second date. Let's go through it. (laughs) Like, let's, let's just get all that shit out there. It's very hard and it's very vulnerable, but in some ways it's almost easier with somebody you don't really know because if if they don't like it or if you don't like what they have to say then you left and like yeah okay now this person has this information about you but like what can they do with it because they don't know you it's so much easier to be it it, it's almost easier to be vulnerable I think with people you don't know (laughs) than it is with people you do oh yeah because there's that level of okay, well, I said this thing, but I'm probably never going to like see them again or whatever. So mm-hmm. what does it matter? Yeah. Versus like, if you are being vulnerable with someone that you're friends with or that you consider a friend, you feel like you might be judged or you feel like it mm-hmm. might change. It might alter the course of your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, like and in that, a way that you aren't, aren't excited about. Yeah. And they're able to weaponize that in a way that a stranger isn't. Mm-hmm. Not that that I'm not saying that that's happened to me a lot or, or whatever, but it's just, that's part of being vulnerable with people that you're really close to is, is that like, they can use that information in a lot of different ways, good and bad. Um, And, and that makes it scarier than somebody who you don't know. And I think that's sometimes what people get out of therapy (laughs) a little bit Um, is that, while your therapist isn't necessarily a stranger, it's a different kind of relationship. So mm-hmm. but yeah, anyway, the point being that like dating is hard. Online dating is hard. It creates its own unique challenges. And some people on the internet are just awful and disgusting and gross. But at the same time, there are a lot of really great people in the world 
there are a lot of really great people on the internet. And I think that, you know, putting yourself out there to meeting new people is, can be a really good thing for connection and for mental health and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. It can also be super hard and, and a lot of energy. So, so like, I, I understand all of that. Um, But I think that, yeah, I I don't think that there's anything wrong with using online dating. I don't think that um, there's anything inherently good or bad about it. It is just another venue for talking to people. And Mm -hmm. I've had some really great experiences with people online dating, whether that's just a conversation I had with somebody or meeting somebody that I ended up dating for a little while. I have not been in any real significant long-term relationship, but again, like, I think that has more to do with my own baggage (laughs) and trauma and mental health and stuff than it does with the people that I. and, And here's the thing that I would say about that is that like, we were talking about this, Steph and I, and a couple people were talking about this uh, last night or so. And it's it's not necessarily that like, because there's, there's this idea from some people that like our, our generation of millennials has created mental health issues, all these mental health issues and all these issues with like gender identity and sex identity and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, this shit existed. We just know how to label it now, you yep. know, like- Mm-hmm. And so like, when you say like, well, I have all this baggage, I immediately kind of like balk a little bit. Cause I'm like, everyone has baggage, yeah. like right. literally everyone. Like yeah. if you can find me a person on this planet that has not had like a hardship, I'm going to tell you that their names are either Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Like, <laughs> like, and even then, and even then, then, like they've gone through like breakups, but they probably just like did that meme where the guy is like wiping tears with his money. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying necessarily that like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos like deserve to be divorced slash broken up with, but I'm also no. not saying that, not, right. not saying that, you know, well, but, like you my know, point is, is that they've like had challenges in their life too. However, they're different than us. It's very sure. different. Yes. My point being basically is that like, ev- like when people are like, Oh, I have a lot of baggage. I'm like, find me someone that doesn't like, yeah. Oh no, generally. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, we were Every, everyone in some some sense does so like not to say that you're not special but like stop right. making it as if like this thing that like you're undateable or some bullshit it's no, just you know no. you are which i'm not saying that you're saying i'm just saying that like mm-hmm. in general like mm-hmm. just remember that everyone is going through stuff so that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that your stuff is necessarily like worse than anyone else's like mm-hmm. you know, well and so. it's not a game it's not also it's, that it's not pain olympics like yes exactly um, exactly i think I was having a conversation this morning with some friends online and just talking about trauma in general and how like I think that the way that we've defined trauma as a society is like going to war or like being physically abused for years and like Mm -hmm. these really extreme things and yeah that is trauma for sure but there's a lot of things that like are maybe less tangible than that that are maybe more microaggression or or just Mm -hmm. there are different things that can be considered traumatic and and that like I think 
10 years ago, even just saying like, oh, I have trauma means that like you had an extreme situation. And, and again, like, it's hard because I, you want to like scale it somehow you want to be like, well, this is, this is how bad my trauma is or whatever. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not pain Olympics, but it's also hard not to compare sometimes or to, to try to rate, rate your trauma. Um, but but at the same time, like, I think a lot of people like show me somebody who doesn't have trauma. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just like, whether it's, whether it's just like being fired from a job to like extreme mental tormenting in, you know, whatever it is. And, and, and I think too, like we were talking about is that like, I think mental abuse or emotional abuse is seen Mm -hmm. is is like harder to talk about and understand than physical or sexual abuse is yeah um and so it like mental health we're only just starting to like figure out how to talk about those kinds of things and to recognize what is mental abuse and emotional abuse and 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 to recognize where that all comes from so so yeah, I think, yeah, I only say, I only bring up my baggage and all that just to say that like, yeah, there can be traumatic experiences that come from online dating. There can be abusive situations that come from online dating. There can be really scary situations that come from online dating. Those are all very real. Those are all very real in any kind of dating. Some people are really awful to other people. Everybody has hurt somebody in some way at some point in their life. It's just the nature of being human, whether it's intentional or accidental or whatever, but that like, not every experience has to be that either. Um, That, that, like I said, I, I feel like I, my own situation with online dating has been more up to my own issues that I'm working through and sometimes online dating has helped me work through those yes and that like it is easier for me to meet new people in any context because I've done it so many times with online dating that like mm-hmm. it's sort of one of those like immersion therapy kind of thing so so yeah it for me it hasn't been really about oh, that everybody I meet are creeps or everybody I meet is gross or bad or evil or whatever. There are a lot of great people out there. There's just sometimes the thing keeping you from those people is yourself. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's all about connection. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I definitely enjoy connecting with you every week. Right back at you. Sherrick and also the listeners yeah yes so yeah that's kind of all I have to say I guess about online dating I'm I'm just remembering like the match.com and like the I'm trying to remember any of the other um because like it used to be like a big deal as far as the commercials would go like hey for Christmas find some like get somebody at match.com like account so Mm -hmm. they can find somebody because basically you're Mm -hmm. just like well you know Sharon you've been single ever like six years for now and we Mm -hmm. every Christmas we wonder when you're gonna bring a guy or girl or whatever like they didn't say that last part but like yeah I think we should but you know (laughs) yeah I 
thankfully do not have a mother that like is the kind of person that is like when are you gonna get married when are you gonna have a child Uh, she doesn't care (laughs) and nagging about that stuff isn't always gonna work in your favor really so this is a total side note but I saw this TikTok video the other day that was like dealing with your family at the holidays or whatever and it's this woman like how you should how you can answer questions that you get at your family holiday or whatever and Mm -hmm. one of it was like oh you know when are you gonna when you two gonna start having children or whatever yeah and she was like oh we are planning on tonight like yeah and everybody leaves just right here in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) i love that and i'm like yes i love it Let's just start answering those be, Just be aggressive about way. it. <laughs> Point out how stupid their question is and how, like, none of their business it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah uh, so, I, I mean, if you if you feel some type of way about Aziz Ansari because of, like, what happened during the Me Too situation, I totally get it. However, I will say that I think that his book is still a great listen and read because of the research and stuff that he does into it. You may want to read it because if you listen to it, I mean, he narrates it. So if that bothers you, that that's a thing, but you may want to read it instead. But yeah. I do recommend it because it does do a lot of insight, regardless of your marital or relationship status. Yeah. Like, I think that even as, as a person who even then was in a relationship when he bought it, mm-hmm. I still thought it had a lot of great information because it gives a lot of insight. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't just do like relationships here in America. Like there's a, mm-hmm. like at the time he was talking about a phenomenon where like in Japan, I'm going to call it a phenomenon, but like that's more of his words than mine. Uh, we're like, basically like Japan was considering starting to pay people to have kids because people weren't getting together and, and getting in and starting families. Like they mm-hmm. up just weren't. Mm-hmm. And it was a situation where guys were just like, well, I don't even want to try. Like girls intimidate me too much. Yeah. And women were like, please date us. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, like, so. yeah. I remember really enjoying that book and finding it very informative and interesting. So yeah, I definitely, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember it being a good read um, and very interesting. So yeah, modern dating is is weird, but dating is weird in general. Mm-hmm. Courtship is weird in general. It's, it's, yeah, it's ever evolving and changing and yeah. So I'm sure this, this is like one of the few episodes of ours I feel like will be obsolete at some point, but like, that's just how we are at talking about it and but in our current period so mm-hmm. there's that if y'all have thoughts about it we'd love to hear it uh, maybe mm-hmm. feel free to tell them where they can yeah if you want to tell us what you think share your own online dating stories or tell us we're wrong you know whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> you can do so at a-s-w-a-y-d-p-o-d at gmail.com or at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah. And you can also find the week's WTF on our Instagram and clips from the show um, and other related content. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, with that, speaking of that, I didn't make up a theme song for it, but this is Amelia What the Fuck is Woo! voice edition uh this is the uh part of the episode where i find something wild and crazy kids on the internet and i show it to me without any context uh, well little context context this week is it has sound okay i hope you enjoy okay
okay. Um, <laughs> so this is like a TikTok video of a woman. And at the beginning, it's got some sort of filter. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm really hot in this filter. But like, as a dude, and it cuts to a different filter that like gives her a beard and a mustache basically and she's like but as a dude why does it make me hot jesus and yeah yeah it yeah it really does um make her look like the stereotypical image of jesus but also attractive and then she proceeds to uh make a lot of a lot of jokes and puns such as just like things about like being nailed to the cross and uh yeah, you just you just need to go watch it. It's really funny. <laughs> it's just it's really funny, Love and I don't want to give it all away. But the funny. the jokes she makes are sexual, Jesusy, and mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. So yeah, I like it. That's a good. It's a good one. <laughs> Oh, man. Glad you liked it. Well, as Amelia uh, told you, you can find that on our Instagram page, which is at uh, A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D. So there is that. That's cool. Hey, we're getting close to the holidays. I'm thinking about possibly doing some uh, some maybe Christmas-themed uploads of our merch, maybe. So like maybe a nice red and green Amelia and Sherrick, what are you doing logo? So if you were interested in that, I'm sure there's going to be some sales on our merch page. So you can check that out. SherrickRobinson.com is where you can go for that. You can find me at A Black Sparrow pretty much everywhere on the internet that you uh, that I have said thus. So like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I need to, I I don't know about, like, I have a Facebook page. I don't ever upload on Facebook, either privately or publicly. So, like, I I mean, I have it. So you can look for some old news up there if you really want. (laughs) And you can find Amelia at Shake Meets World, uh, Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah. 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 So that's about all we have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And like I said, join us next week for kind of a year in review and then we'll be breaking for the holidays. So yeah, I guess with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Sherrick. And sometimes you're in a relationship with somebody who works for a newspaper and you're in search of an opportunity to root for the underdog and your, your significant other is devoted to their typewriter. And you prefer like logging into your AOL email account under the name shop girl. And you send an email to somebody whose email is like NY152, which is like a weird thing to have your, your username be when you were back like in this time. And you're like in a, chat room which is like something that you don't hear anymore and like you just like are like like kind of talking to each other but you don't really like put any information out there because of the time period you don't really do that kind of stuff and you like run an independent bookstore and you're like like passing around and like going to work and stuff and you're just like going around and you realize that like you might be like deciding you finally want to meet and you're like oh my god we're like totally different people and we like clash and then you like can't we like we can't be we can't be together because like even though we were like getting together online we realized we're coming from separate worlds and then all of a sudden you realize that you were just like you know what i'm not really happy with the person that i'm with but i'm gonna like keep kind of talking to that ny one five two person and i'm gonna keep being shop girl and then you realize that like you'll get back together and then you like actually realize that you have feelings for each other and you're like i knew it would be you and i was so excited okay bye (laughs) bye